Stevenson to the outside. They score! From the left wing circle, Jack Eichel makes it 2-0 Vegas. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Carlson for Stone in front. He scores! Five, two nights. Mark Stone, two goals, one assist, three points. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Sticks down, drop the puck. Let's go forward with it. Riley Smith did this one off the uh, the draw, the plan play. He comes up with all the plays uh, with William Carlson and Jonathan Marshall when they were aligned, and he would uh, gather it in. They would whisper to each other with the gloves, and then uh, they go to work. So we're going to go forward with it. Chapman, go down the left side. We'll hit you right away. All right? Giddy up. Attaboy. Uh, Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, exactly the uh, VGK, up, uh, Fox or, Sports, uh, Las Vegas or, uh, studio. The annexation, of Puerto Rico, the annexation. I don't oh, know boy. what you're talking about that's, there. That was, that's uh, that too was, long uh, of a draw. Uh, we've got Mike Rupp from the NHL Network stopping by in just a little bit. Uh, we're going to get his take on the conference finals. And then we will get into Bruce Cassidy, his media availability today. And still to come... Jack Eichel and Aiden Hill from Media Day in the Western Conference Final today at City National Arena. Almost game time, 5.30 tomorrow. Uh, activations uh, all over the plaza. So get there early tomorrow. It starts at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. All right. You've got uh, Joey Hamilton from Revolt Tattoos doing his thing again. Yep. Every game day, Joey's out there. At, uh, He's waiting Kimo for you. Arena. And he's, and he's got a lineup of people getting those free tattoos. And you know what else is going to happen tomorrow? Mm. No dunk tank. No, okay. Sorry, sorry. But here's something so Vegas. What oh. is the most Vegas thing you could think of? I mean, gambling. All right. Chapman? <laughs> well, like cheap buffet. All right. You got to have a cheap buffet. Slot machine. No. <sighs> Going once. Magic. Going twice. Bomber. Not oh. magic. How about okay. Chapel of the Flowers? Really? A local wow. Wedding no venue. No, that is that is Chapel of the cool. Flowers will be providing vow renewal and wedding ceremonies free for fans on Friday and Sunday. What? <laughs> yes. Wow. That is Vegas. Forget about the in arena proposal. Just go get married. Exactly. Phenomenal. Wow. So, so we were talking yesterday, and uh, Stephanie Rogers, VP of Marketing, uh, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, she was on the VGK Today podcast, and we were going down this path, and we were, we were laughing about it, whether you could do it or not. Could, could you actually make it happen? And Chapel of Flowers... Wedding ceremonies is going to make this uh, happen, the local wedding venue. So here's the thing, though. All legally binding marriages do require a license Mm -hmm. through the Clark County Marriage License Bureau. So you can do your vows. Mm -hmm. You can get married. But Mm -hmm. if you don't have a license, it doesn't mean anything. So you might be able to have some fun and just do it. That's probably the best way. If, If you're not, like, really into it, and, but you're liking where you're at mm-hmm. in your relationship, mm-hmm. just go do it, but yeah. it's not legally binding. Right. I'm the, sure that goes over well. I mean, yeah, let's not really get married, but let's pretend. But you can have some fun with it. Yeah, just have some fun. It's kind of cool. I think you that learn a cool. lot. I think you learn a lot from a, 
about a person in, in the moments. first first go around. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, I'm on I'm on number two. So <laughs> have you <laughs> learned Have you learned a lot, Chapman? I, I, you know what? I, it's funny. The conversation I had with with my wife was after the first marriage, you realize exactly what you do not want. Mm-hmm. And which wife did you talk to about this? The first, the second wife. Yeah, the, the, the first. I wasn't wife, sure which wife you were. The, the first saying, wife. Would, would, I really would learned a lot from yeah. that. She she knows. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Never and that changed. was a legitimate question. I wasn't having fun with Chapman, which normally I do have a lot of fun with Chapman and, and poking poking the bear a little bit. But uh, but that was absolutely right on there. But that is the coolest thing. So here's here's Mike Rupp from the NHL Network. Uh, Rupp, uh, it's Darren Millard and and Ryan Wallace with you. And uh, and you and I go back. Well, we don't go back a long way, but we go back to a couple of things that we've done together. Uh, there's some activations before game number one of the Golden Knights Dallas series, and it'll be outside the plaza for game number two as well. There's some free tattoos. Would you be into that? You get a free tattoo if you want. Uh, if you if you're up for it, would you do that? Wait. Any, do, do I have my choice of the tattoo, or are you guys just throwing a tattoo on me? No, nah, it has to be a Golden Knight uh, logo. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Before we get started, thanks for having me on, by the way. I got called out yesterday on social media by one of your loyal... We were going to get there. We were going to get there. By one of your loyal fra- uh, fans, Rita. Rita. And I love it. Rita, big shout-out to you. I love the sincerity. I love I, I love how you can just say your piece without being disrespectful. It was all good, mm. and you're darn right. I have picked against this Vegas Golden Knights team thus far, and I've been proven dead wrong. Sometimes I ask myself why I even get paid to do what I do right now when this Golden Knights team makes me look foolish. But they've been incredible. Um, I, I it, It's been a fantastic ride, and I think that's what the Stanley Cup playoffs, why it makes it so great. I, I, my my bracket or picks or all that have been out the window since round one it's been incredible so uh i love it uh keep it keep it going with uh the loyal fans there in vegas and uh we'll see how the series goes hey when i moved here rita was one of the first people i got to know on, on the radio as, as one of our fans one of our callers and she is so passionate but she is respectful but she can't swear the oh, odd totally, time yeah. she, she can drop <laughs> she can drop the odd uh word that needs to be beeped out and chapman our yep. operator is never ready for it uh but but she can drop it on there uh and you're, you're right she's she's just a cool honest fan uh, out there. So who did you take in, in the series between Dallas and Vegas? Well, I kind of said to her, I go, hey, sorry to say it, but I picked Dallas in the series. So, I, you know, what? <laughs> I, I don't it, let me say this, though. I don't feel confident in that, and it's not because of, you know, anything that Dallas is not doing. I just think these four teams left there, they, we always talk about playing the right way at this time of year. Is there a team that's playing better right now than the Vegas Golden Knights? I don't, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, you could talk about what the other teams are doing really well. I'm just, I still think that the X factor for me can be potentially Jake Ottinger in that for the Dallas Stars. And I think that all it's going to take is, is Jake and Jason Robertson needs to get off the schneid. Get, he gets a goal. I, they could start coming in bunches. I think that could be a big difference. But I don't feel great about it. I've been, uh, at this point, I think Golden Knights fans want me to pick against them because I've been doing it the whole time. Uh, I think it's going to be a game. I think it's going seven. That's about the, as much as I feel like I can guarantee is that this series is going to go seven. If Vegas survives Dallas, when you're asked for your pick for the Stanley Cup final, I don't care who comes out of the East, <laughs> you have to take them because you can't go back uh, there. <laughs> All right, all right, yeah, and uh, who knows, man? If I'm out there for the Stanley Cup Finals again, which would be fantastic, because it was incredible. And uh, what was that, 2018? Um, if that tattoo parlor's there, 
I don't know. I'll try to stay away from it, but you guys might have me. I might have to. We'll just party up a storm, and you won't remember who you picked. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk Jack Eichel. Obviously, his first foray into the playoffs. You, you kind of look at how he's grown over the course of, of these 11 games. I thought he was phenomenal uh, against the Edmonton Oilers, almost going stride for stride points-wise with Connor McDavid. Uh, what what has this playoff run maybe done for Jack Eichel from a national media perspective? I think it's done a lot. I think it's, um, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, coming from that nasty rehab and injury that he had, uh, we knew he was, he was, he was very good, uh, but we didn't know, you know, can he have a different level? I mean, hey, listen, we're talking about other teams and other superstars in this league that are still trying to find another level come playoff time. You can look him up in the Toronto, uh, the Austin Matthews of the world, Mitch Marner's, I mean, I, they got to show another level. They're they're elite players, but I don't I don't find that they find another level when the game gets different. And that was a big question for me with Jack Eichel because we don't have we don't have the you know the the runway of of experience to go off of, right? Like he, he hasn't been to the playoffs, but I think he's answered it, and I think that he's got that gamer mentality where he's going to find a way to be effective. And I think that's really key from lines one through four forwards. Uh, sorry, uh, the decor, uh, the, the 3D pairs. I mean, everybody, you got to find a way to be effective. And it might look different. It might feel uncomfortable. But that's playoff hockey. And I think, I think Jack's answered that. I, I, he's been fantastic. And he's that one guy that's uh, on that Vegas team that can flip a game on its head real quick. And then there's Mark Stone, who we weren't sure when he would get back, if he would get back, and he was able to suit up in uh, the opening game against the Winnipeg Jets and hasn't missed a, a beat along the way. Uh, his chemistry with Chandler Stevenson is unique. Did, did you ever have a line mate that you just clicked no matter where you were, what you were doing, uh, who you are playing against? Uh, no, no, not like that. Yeah, <laughs> These guys are, you know, yeah, you get certain reads, right? Do you understand? I, it, it's important to get that, get that chemistry with your line mates just because I, I always felt like probably my best example would be when I played in New Jersey just as our team and we had some interchangeable parts. We were so regimented in what we do that we knew what our opponent was going to do, or sorry, what our teammate was going to do with the puck before they did it because if they didn't, they wouldn't play, right? Like, that's just how we were, how things were regulated. So we always had a step up on the opponent. And I think that uh, with Chandler Stevenson and, and Mark Stone, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I mean, Chandler Stevenson's been a revelation since he's got to Vegas there. Um, he, he, he works his tail off. His skating's everything. And I don't know what the, what the gauge was on Mark Stone before these playoffs in Vegas, but from the national level, um, standpoint, I should say, he, I, we had no idea. Like, I, I legitimately thought, I'm like, oh man, this. I wonder if they're just trying to, like, all right, well, let's see how this goes, you know. And 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 I hope it goes positive. I hope this isn't another, you know, time where we're seeing kind of the the trailing off of a of a pretty fantastic player. No, he's answered it, and he's answered in the way that we see Mark Stone answered. He's passionate in the way he plays. He provides intangibles. So. I mean, you've got to have players like that, and there's not many players like Mark Stone out there, but when you have a, a, a line with uh, Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone and you have that ability to go out there and negate the other team's top lines and play in the offensive zone, I mean, that's everything in the playoffs. You know, you mentioned Jake Ottinger and kind of the impact that he can have on a series, and obviously for the Golden Knights they've used 
two goaltenders and, and probably not the goaltenders that anyone was really expecting maybe going into the season or certainly going into the playoffs. But I guess kind of the series to me comes down to whether or not the Golden Knights defense continues to play well and shut down the opposition. And if that's the case, if Vegas is 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 defending as well as we've we've come to, to realize they can, does does it is it going to matter so much what the goaltenders do in this series? Um I mean that's a that's a great point because I mean I, again I, I've said this about the Carolina Hurricanes as well and this is no I always find that in this business when you endorse one thing people take it as an indictment on another thing right like and so I, I want to endorse the way that the, uh, the the Vegas Golden Knights the Carolina Hurricanes the way their decor is the way their team plays in front of whomever is in that mm-hmm. but I, I think that. You, you could look at these teams and, you know, out there in Vegas, whether it's Lauren Bersois, whether it's Aiden Hill, whether it's Logan Thompson, I mean, you can go on and on and you go out there in Carolina and say, whether it's Kachekov or, or Antti Ranta or Freddie Anderson, I mean, they're all thriving. They all, they all done well at different times. And to me, as much as the goaltender's the most important position in hockey, that tells me that the team in front of them is very predictable for those goaltenders. And there's a trust that the D are going to eliminate second-chance opportunities, that they could just focus on the first shot. They know where the shots are coming from. Um, I think that's really the strongest thing that Vegas brings to the table and Carolina and why they find themselves in the positions they're in. I mean, again, not to say Joe Schmo can go in there and play. You've got to get a performance from your goalies, and Vegas has gotten that. But I love the way this team is structured and the way they're coached. Um, they don't. You're not going to get. You're not going to get a ton of great A's. You're, you're not going to get some glorious looks through the course of the game. Um, if you do, count yourself lucky, and you better bury it. Mike Reps with us from the NHL Network. I had uh, Buddy Armdog on uh, my podcast, The Chirp, uh, with Darren Millard earlier today. He wouldn't say uh, Kachekov's first name. He, he called him Kachekov <laughs> like over and over and over. Wouldn't go anywhere near. Nobody wants to say the guy's first name. Hey, oh gosh, now you got me thinking. Is it? It's. Uh, Peter, Peter, how is it? Piotr. 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 Yeah. And I don't blame anybody for not wanting to say it. I don't. I don't want because you look at it and you're like, I can't say that name. I got it now because this is how I. This is how I. You know, it was a tough one for me for a long time. Was happen to see you. Oh. And then so I was working with Jameson Coyle NHL Network. Yeah. This is. It doesn't matter how dumb this sounds. He goes, all right, rapper. It's. Athen to see you later. That's how you got yes. to say it. to see you later because he's fast. I'm like, oh, all right, I got that. So from then on, boom. The way you just said it, I was thinking Piotr. So I'm thinking P.O. Like, it, like yeah. us, B.O. actually. B.O. would be body odor. I was like, and then you said odor. So P.O. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how I'm going to do it in my head. Does that you make any it. sense? Piotr. We had uh, Athanasiu in a couple of Memorial Cups, and Kipper and I were doing it, and we would go so far uh, without saying that guy's name, even though he would score. <laughs> we like we would we would we would offer prayers to the hockey gods that he wouldn't do anything that night, uh, just because we, we we couldn't say his name. Uh, before we let you go, uh, we got you a tattoo. Uh, before before the games Perfect. with Joey Hamilton yeah. and Revolt Tattoos when you come into town. But for games one and two, they're also uh, offering up uh, an opportunity to get together with your one and only because the Chapel of the Flowers, a local wedding venue, will be providing vow renewal and wedding ceremonies out front of T-Mobile before games one and two. Is that not totally Vegas? 
I mean, it's perfect. It's the perfect time of year for the renewals, to get married, to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, everything's coming to fruition right now in Vegas. It's uh, get out there early. Get out there early for the games. You get tattoos, marriages, Stanley Cup wins. That sounds like a good night. I go through the ceremony, but then I say, oh, I'm sorry I didn't have the license, so it's not really binding. But <laughs> but I get to get to do the ceremony. So I, I, I sort of get out of it. Uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, good catching up with you, buddy. Hey, anytime. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Robert. There's Mike Rupp uh, from the NHL Network on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is just taking <clears> over <throat> this whole idea of Chapel of Flowers doing wedding renewals, yeah. vow renewals, or, or the whole thing if you've got a license. I'm all in on it. It's fantastic. Chapman? Vows? No. No. Well, first of all, I, I don't think I could get my wife out of work to come down and meet me to, to just, renew just our the, vows. Just the idea. Well, yeah, it. yeah. The, what about the, you and I go down there? And, oh, and, and we, yes. We, yes, we, yes. We marry each other as a as a honor and a commitment to this program. Would you guys be friends then? No, no, but I, I, okay. I, I want part of I, like when we get divorced. Yeah. I, oh, you I want, want some alimony? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what happened. Jen's not giving that up. Uh, uh, not a chance. Uh, Bruce Cassidy spoke at length today. It's media day on uh, the Western Conference Finals and the eve of Game Number One. Here is Bruce at the podium this morning at City National Arena. Uh, Dan Rosen, NHL.com. Bruce, what's different? Uh, this might seem like a loaded question, but what's different about this team with Mark Stone now back in the lineup, uh, you know, and, and what he can bring? Well, I mean, we, we won games without Mark, and we, we, you know, we kept playing, but, I mean, he's an impact player, so that's what's different. The guy going in for him can, can f give you some of it, but he's not giving you all of what Mark Stone brings. And I guess the biggest thing he brings is those plays he makes at crucial times or just other guys don't have that um, I don't want to say hockey IQ because guys do have hockey you know I don't know how to quite describe it it's in the moment in time he makes plays that other guys can't and we miss that part of it you know some guys can still go fill in and score a few goals or kill a, or kill a penalty but in general the you know and then the emotional lift when he does I do believe when good things happen with Mark there's like a noticeable, it's, you see it, and, it, and I think it's infectious in the group. Um, I think he makes Chandler Stevenson a better player as well because there's just such a comfort level for both of them. So those are the things when he's in there. So not as he bring his game, but he, I think he elevates Chandler's and vice versa. Um, so now you got two players that are moving up. Um, and that's, to me, the biggest difference, what he does for us. Like I said, he... Um, just has a way of making other people around him better. And that's what the best ones usually do. So that's the irreplaceable part, I think, sometimes when you when you lose them. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Bruce, we, talking about Jack, we've talked about his defense a lot this year. You've obviously been very um, complimentary of that side of the puck for him. But as far as when you look at what the Carlson line did and the Stevenson line did against Edmonton, was Jack's line probably underrated defensively through games three through six and is that an area that we probably aren't talking enough about um i don't know what was i i'm i don't know what was written you know honestly about er, their entire game you know clearly marsh made a difference offensively he was coming he was very close he, he scored it in the playoffs in the regular season you, you you would assume it was going to come um 
but but Jack in general, his line's been good. I think whoever's played with all year good defensively, and part of that was Marcia So, and I think caught her for a long period of time. Then Barbie came. So to me, his game's been good. And like I said, I can't I can't remember what was you'd have to fill me in on what was written or wasn't written about his game. You know, nothing really written, just more so in Jack's line defensively also making an impact. Well, it did big time. And you think of Carly um, maybe more naturally in that role. Stevie did it with Washington for a Stanley Cup. So, yes, you're thinking. And maybe Jack gets overlooked in that area. And I'm not doing this to get a player on my side. I'm telling you what I saw in October as a guy that was committed to defense. It's what I saw, and I think people watch him close enough, they would agree with that, that the metrics back it up, it all backs it up. So here's a guy that's been invested since, well, I don't know, since I've known him and coached him. What happened last year in Buffalo, I have no idea. Uh, I know what I see here, and he's a guy that wants to be a good 200-foot player, and is. It's not like he doesn't do the right things. He does, and he values it. When you talk to him, he values it. So now sometimes if the, you know, like you can do it all you want, but if the D aren't getting it done or you don't get a save or your wingers, you know, there's, there's five, six pieces to, to good defense every time, every shift. So, and he's done his part and I would trust him against anybody. How we match up sometimes depends on can his wingers do the job against certain offensive defensemen, you know, that there's farther things that go into it in a playoff series. Um, and then you got to adjust accordingly. But I would have no problem having Jack out there against any centerman in the league or any line. He plays all the time in the last minute when the game's on the line. Um, and I think, you know, I've said that from day one. And he has to. If he wants to be that high-end player that wins, I think those those things are required, you know, out, out of center ice. And I think the best ones all have that in them. However they do it, they may do it differently, but they all have that mindset that they got to be able to play on both sides of the puck. <clears throat> Ryan Clark, ESPN. Bruce, kind of staying along those lines, when you look at what you have with Jack, Chandler, and William, like everybody talks about how you win in this league and how you have to have that strength down the middle. Like, What's it like to have that across three lines knowing that they all, while they have some similarities, they provide you something different that makes this group so versatile? Well, we're forgetting a fourth line too, right? Nick Waugh plays a big role in, in our success defensively, and Teddy Bluger, if we move Nick up. Our fourth line's been great for us to take some of those hard minutes away from I mean no one I don't think any centerman that has offensive ability too wants to spend his whole game checking somebody either that's just part of what you have to do when you don't have the puck so <clears throat> and sometimes a face-off you get to start fresh and we've been able to use our fourth line against a lot of lines so that saves them a little bit of wear and tear as well um, but I just think that's why we're still playing to be honest with it because we can use all our lines against different people and we still feel we'll have an advantage somewhere eventually on the offensive side of things too, because I think they're all can generate the way they've been paired off, like Smitty and Carly, Jack and Marsh and uh, Stevie and Stoney, right? We fit some pieces around them, but they're still all threats. So it's a tough matchup for us. It's a tough matchup for the other teams deep. They got three lines that you can't just say our third pair is gonna take this line because we saw it last time from series to series. We don't know which one of those lines is gonna be our best offensive line. And that's a bit of the beauty of our team right now and again why I think we're you know we're a good hockey club because we don't rely on one line. Steve Karp with the Sporting Tribute. What have you enjoyed the most about coaching this particular group and given the success you've had does it reinforce 
the beliefs that you had in yourself in being able to coach in this league after what happened in the end of Boston? Oh, I, I've always had belief. I, I, I feel I coached well in Boston. I left nothing on the, the table there that they felt it was time for a change. And that happens over and over and over and over again in this league. So um, what I've enjoyed about here is I came in not knowing any of these players. So now you're starting, you know, sometimes in Boston, I, I coached a lot of those guys in the minors. So I had a really good feel for what they were and they had a feel for what I was. And so that helped me uh, going into that situation. Here, I'm farther along in my career, so you're a little more comfortable in your own skin. So you can walk in and sort of, it's easier to sell your, how you want to play and convince the guys when you, you know, you've done it before and seen it work. So I've enjoyed the fact that they've been receptive to it since day one. We have a veteran group that has opinions and I respect their opinions and I solicit their opinions. Um, but at the end of the day, I do believe that when the puck drops, we leave this when we head out on the ice, our guys are all in in terms of how we want to play. Does it mean we're going to get it accomplished every night? No, you've watched our team. We're imperfect, but we're still playing for a lot of those reasons. I think we have A, good players uh, that want to play for one another, and B, I do believe it's a good group that respects how we're trying to play and, and what it takes to win. So that's the part that's been enjoyable, enjoyable for me. <clears throat> Time for two more. Front right. Jesse Granger, The Athletic. You, you mentioned that when good things happen for Mark Stone, it kind of provides a boost to the rest of the team. It certainly feels that way from the outside, too. Do you think that's the work they saw him putting in to get back to this point? Like, wh why do you think it, you have that feeling when good things happen for him? Well, I think that's just who he is. It's his personality. He's a quiet guy, but when, you know, he's very emotional, um, you know, his, his celebrations are, 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 are great. They're not, I don't think they're disrespectful towards the opponent. They're just in the moment, happiness. I mean, guys love that about him. I don't think he's a chatterbox by any means in there. So when, when he does speak and something happens, I think guys take notice. So um, he's just a good guy. And the guys, you know, they like him. They like him and respect him. And they've also seen two years in a row now where he has gone through some major health issues, right? So that's going to affect anybody terms of watching your teammate go through that. So no one knew how he'd respond in this one. Um, he responded out of the last one well. He had a great start. You know, things were going well, and then it didn't. And so we weren't sure. So I think that's another reason guys are like, I'm sure Mark is grateful for, for he's, he's healthy and able to play. And we talk about that in the room a lot. Be grateful for this opportunity um, because they don't come every year. And, you know, and I think that's part of it too. I think our guys are because they're a little bit older, they know that you know it, it. These types of injuries, you know, they can they can be serious and derail you. Jack went through a major one as well, so you got two guys in the room, a little bit uncertainty going through them. So anyway, I think that has something to do with it as well. Last question, right? Ken Bolkeson in Las Vegas. I know you don't plan on switching lines up a lot. Something you kind of have to react to. But I was wondering in the last series with how much they switched, was there a conscious effort like let's make sure we try and keep ours together? Uh, I will keep mine together as long as I like what I see. And sometimes you don't win and you like what you see, right? So it's not a fault of the Lions. It's just they did something better or whatnot. So um, I usually switch lines when I just don't feel like something's missing out there. So sometimes it's to get us back to our, you know, going to the right game. Or I want to shorten the bench so that the guys that are going get out there more often and get our, you know, the, get back on the rail, so to speak. And uh, sometimes it's to get a player's attention. So there's different reasons, a number of different times. I don't go into a game planning on it. 
I will say this, there's been a few games that I've, you know, in the Edmonton series where I, I wrote down other lines that we may go to if we didn't like the way the matchups were going. So does it, maybe that answers your question. I never went to them. So that one was pre-planned. Most of the time it's not. It's, you know, I, I have an idea who's played with who and this, what switches we can make because it won't be foreign to the players. But um, in general, I thought it went pretty well against Edmonton. They had some games where they clearly outplayed us and deserved to win. And, but I don't know if I necessarily needed to change the lines in those situations. We did going into game five, but it was more about replacing one player with another. It was a different reason why. And um, so that, you know, we did that in game five, I believe, right? And, uh, you know, I think it worked out. You know, when you win, it works out. When you lose, it doesn't, right? But I don't know if that's necessarily always the case. They can still play well, and uh, those guys that get switched and win or lose. So, um, you know, that's it. <clears throat> He's shown he will not hesitate if he does not like what he sees from his combinations. Uh, we saw something different from Bruce Cassidy at practice today, and I don't know how many people actually saw it. Shane Knighty and I were doing the Realm Report, mm -hmm. and we were still on the air waiting for the press conferences to start, so we were, had the camera focused on the far end. It's something that I haven't seen before. Very rarely does it occur at any time during the Stanley Cup playoffs. But some tactical preparation took place. I'll explain it hmm. on the other side. But really, it goes against what I said a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Really interesting stuff uh, ahead of the series against the uh, the Dallas Stars. Uh, Jack Eichel, Aiden Hill to come. Uh, we've got one-timers on the way. Update in the Eastern Conference final, which is underway. If you want to go see the BattleBots Destructathon on June 3rd, be caller number 5 right now to 702-876-1340. BattleBots.com slash tickets if you want more information. Caller number 5 to 702-876-1340. And later we'll qualify a caller for a chance to win Game 2 tickets between Vegas and Dallas. You're listening to Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for One-Timers. One -timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. It's 200 by 80, the National Hockey League rink. And there's not a lot of space in that 200 by 80 in game one between Florida and Carolina. A lot of dumpings. They're going to wear out that lower dasher board. Uh, in the <laughs> rink. Everybody's getting the line, dumping it in. Mm -hmm. No turnovers, but making sure that they get it in. Come zero, zero. Right way. zero, zero. Uh, and it's, uh, I was going to say the other day, it's, there's always a score. It's mm -hmm. just goalless. And whenever somebody says there's no score, mm -hmm. that's wrong. There's always a score. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. goalless yeah, uh, I, when it goes through that. I, I would love to argue with you, but I, I agree. You, you, you can't, right? And I was taught that the hard way by somebody just banging it in there. Uh, we saw today at practice, before the press conferences, Will Carrier was in front of the net, and he was playing the role of Joe Pavelski, mm -hmm. sliding up. And the Vegas defensemen were working it through with Bruce Cassidy and John Stevens. Normally, you don't see that. A lot of it's in video, but they were actually walking through that defending of the high tip and the different range that Pavelski can offer with tips and how you take that stick away. I thought it was really interesting. Shane Nadi and I just happened to have the camera uh, on it uh, during the Realm Report. And it was fascinating. They also had balls out there and sponge pucks. 
and working on forwards blocking the shots, mm -hmm. which is another way that you take the high tip away is, is the forward to get in the way. Yeah, and I think for this series specifically and, and what Joe Pavelski brings to the table, how unique a player he is and, and that he is a unicorn 101 in that in that regard, uh, you, you got to maybe get that mind-muscle connection going and, and ready to, to take that option away from the Dallas Stars. Let's get to uh, more sound from Aiden Hill and Jack Eichel today ahead of Game 1 of the Western Conference Final. Ben Goats, Las Vegas Regional. Uh, Aiden, what's it meant to you know, get in the net this postseason, have an opportunity to go on a run with this group? Uh, yeah, I know it's been exciting. Um, I mean, something you dream of growing up as a kid is playing in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, it's been a fun ride so far, and uh, yeah, just looking to enjoy it day by day. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Aiden, I'm sure that when you use five goalies in an organization, there's a lot of communication amongst you guys. Uh, when you went in for game three, I guess, were there any conversations with like with Laurent or anyone else as a group as to kind of help settle you in and get get to where you guys are at now? Uh, no, not really. I don't know. There's not really any settling things to say when you come in partway through a game. It's just kind of you grow up, you get used to it and you have to be ready. Right. So it's just making sure when you're not playing that you're ready to go in and working hard every day in practice. Know that you're ready for the opportunity. Jack, considering everything you've been through in your career, what does it feel like? What is it like for you now to be hearing after two rounds your name associated with reasons why a team is winning in the playoffs, uh, associated with if you're looking at Conn Smythe leaders through two rounds, Jack Eichel's got to be in that mix as well. What what does that mean to you now? Um, you know, I just want to try and help you my part. Um, you know, we have a we have a lot of guys that uh, have stepped up the course of the playoffs and the regular season so um just trying to enjoy the moment and and play my game when my number's called and um you know make an impact on the game but uh it's been a fun experience obviously a new one for me um you know it's uh like like hilly touched on it's it's everyone's dream to be playing uh, in the playoffs and you know the opportunity to play in the conference finals here it's uh, it's a big one for our group so you know want to try and uh, take advantage of it Ryan Clark, ESPN. Jack, this question's for you. When you think about when you first came here to now, like, what would you say it's been that's allowed you to kind of sort of ingratiate yourself in this group where when guys talk about you and what it's like to be around you, like, everyone's just like, yo, he's a cool dude, mad nice homie. So what's it been like to kind of have that work? And why do you look like Patrick Mahomes? Um, I haven't got a haircut in a little bit, so it's a little bit, uh, it's a little dicey right now. Um, yeah, listen, I, I mean, it, it's a really good locker room in there. Um, you have everything from, you know, a couple young guys, you know, you get the Paul Cotters and, and the rookies and, um, you know, to some, some veterans that have played played a lot of hockey in this league. And I, I think that, uh, you know, everyone brings something different to the, to the group. And, um, you know, we've done a good job yelling as a team this year. And I, I think everyone enjoys each other's company. And, I think with that, it just kind of allows you to be yourself every day. And um, the more time you spend around people, I, I think it, the more comfortable you get. And um, I think that's sort of the, the big thing for me, um, getting to spend time away from the rink with these guys and going on trips and um, being on the road. And, you know, you just, uh, you get to know people, they get to know you and it allows you to, uh, you know, be yourself. And um, I'm glad that, uh, glad that that's what everyone's saying. 
Jesse Grazer at The Athletic for Jack. You mentioned your, your dream of playing in the playoffs your whole life. Now that you've played two rounds in the playoffs, how does it compare? It's awesome. I mean, it's, it's a great experience. Uh, everything's obviously uh, heightened and um, it means that much more every night. But uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun getting to share this experience with uh, you know my family and, and my friends, and um, you know to have them come to some games. And you know it was their dream for me to play in the playoffs too. So um, I think everyone's enjoying it. It's nice to come out after games and see other guys' families, and um, you know be able to talk to them and see how they're enjoying the experience. So um, it's been a good one. Obviously, we're halfway there, and we got a lot of work to do, but. Uh, it's 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 a day-to-day -day thing. Um, can't look too far ahead. You know, you just have to uh, stay in the moment. Dan Rosen, NHL.com. Aiden, as as a big goalie, what does it do for you also to be playing behind a, a defense group that has the size that your defense group does have? Uh, yeah, it's huge. I think I've kind of said it all year. I think we have arguably the best defensive core in the league, and our depth shows too. So. I mean, our forwards are great in our own end too, so it really helps. Our guys do a good job of boxing guys out, kind of letting me see around and over them and try and control the rebounds and limit the rebounds, right? So I think uh, our group, I don't know, we've done a great job all year playing good defensive hockey. We led our division all year in goals against, and that's up and down the lineup, right? That's not one guy chipping in, that's everyone. So uh, yeah, we just got to stick with that mentality and keep moving forward. Thank that's Las Vegas Redrum. Uh, Jack, I mean, speaking of kind of defensive work, what's been the impact that Bruce has had on this group this year? Where has he helped the most? Yeah, I mean, obviously at, at camp, uh, whenever you have a new coach, they want to implement their system. And um, I think that was a big thing with, uh, with Bruce early this year. He wanted to implement his defensive system. And you see it have success in Boston in his, uh, his previous years there. And um, for us, it was a little bit of a change, but I think we picked it up pretty quickly. And, I think when everyone's working on the same page defensively, it can be really effective, and I think you've seen that. And um, you know, credit to credit to the guys for picking it up, and obviously credit to Bruce for um, you know implementing that. And um, I think it's been good for us. I'm Mark Anderson, AP. Aiden, have you talked to Jonathan Quick about his experience this time of year, and, and if, if so, what kind of advice has he given you? Yeah, I mean, just stay in the moment. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. I talked to Quickie right from the first day he got here, and he's been nothing but unbelievable, a great role model for me. So, I mean, I grew up watching him go on those cup runs, and it was uh, pretty impressive what he was able to do for that team. So, I mean, yeah, I've been talking to him lots and learning from him, and, yeah, he's great, great to come in and see him at the rink every day. Any more questions for Aiden or Jack? One more? Last question. Uh, and you've talked about you know picking up right where you left off, kind of at the end of the year when you got hurt. Um, what has been kind of the keys to your game that you feel like you've picked up on and been successful with down the stretch? I mean, first of all, I think our team has been playing great defensive hockey, right, up and down the lineup. But I think for me, the biggest thing is just my patience and tracking, just trying to stay on my feet as long as I can and kind of not overreacting, letting the play come to me. Some good stuff uh, with Jack Eichel and Aiden Hill. Uh, five on three power play opportunity for the Carolina Hurricanes. Paul Maurice is letting the refs know that he didn't agree with the call. 0-0 zero, zero, uh, in the back half of the first period of game one there. The Porta Subs playoff contest continues. Caller number nine to 702-876-1340 will win a two-foot sub from Porta Subs, your neighborhood sandwich shop. You will also go into a draw to qualify for a, a 
couple of tickets to Game 2. So you'll instantly qualify for a couple of tickets to Game 2 of Vegas and Dallas. Caller number 9 right now. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Seth Jarvis has scored 1-0 Carolina after 1 in the Eastern Conference Finals opener. Chappie. All right. Well, since this is the last keeping or catching up with Chapman for the week, it's the last one I'll be able to do before Monday or before Sunday, I should say. Monday is my birthday. I turned 44 on Monday. And I was thinking, would it be okay if I contacted the people at the Golden Knights and had them put my name up on the scoreboard and said, like, happy birthday, Chappie? Like, can you wish yourself a happy birthday? Totally. Yeah. So like I'm 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 totally cool with it, right? Like I yes. could I could get in contact with Tyler or whoever runs that and I'll say do hey it for you. Yes, yes. Oh from, yeah, I'm from, sure you from will. From Millsy? I'm, I, I might, sure I might you do will. it. I might do it for Friday and Sunday. Yes. Where's yes. the where's the scarf, Chapman? The the birthday scarf? Yeah. I don't no, have no, no, no. The scarf that you've asked him oh, for. Oh, yeah, but this is easy. There's really no effort that needs to be put into I didn't, it. The scarf I didn't know it was your easy. birthday. What are you oh, talking now about? Now you know. It's Monday. Yeah, I turned 44 on Monday. Happy, I'll even throw happy in, birthday. I'll even throw in a redoing of your vows. <laughs> yes, yes. In front of T-Mobile. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh, it's great. House. It's available. Yes, yes. Got to do it. Got to do it. You can renew your vows or get married in front yeah. of T-Mobile in, in the... Toshiba Plaza tomorrow and Sunday before the game. And you can celebrate my birthday. Let's do it. By having shots that I will not be participating in. Here's to you, buddy. Yes. Fans should have shots, though. Have one for me. I'll be working Sunday, so I can't I can't participate. So but you said you're 57? Yes, 57. That's yeah. so cool. I know. I look so good for 57. Crazy. I you're know. 20 years How younger old are than you? Darren. Seriously, <laughs> I, I forgot the number. 44. 44. Yes. You say that backwards, it's 44. I know, it's great. I love those birthdays. I never forget what the age is. It's a palindrome. Yes, it's a palindrome birthday. It's a numerical and, palindrome. And, and the, the best part is, the actual date is 22. So, you want it on the scoreboard, happy birthday, Chappie. From Millsy. From Shanny. Yes. Oh, that'd be great from Shanny. That'd Shani. be even yes. better. <laughs> yes. If we could get a screenshot and, send it and to post him. it. Yes. Be unbelievable. <laughs> Tomorrow, 4 o'clock from the rink. We'll talk to you then.